This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. It's time to ask the old guy questions. Darren Gant, Panthers.com, at Darren Gant on Twitter. His mailbag quest, his mailbag column each week, AskTheOldGuyPanthers.com, is a must. So I'm going to ask the old guy some questions, Mr. Gant. Heading into the final game of a marathon season, your thoughts on what happened in the fourth quarter last week? Uh, the Carolina Panthers got Tom Brady by Tom Brady. Yep, probably. That's kind of the short. That's kind of the short answer, isn't it? I mean, you you knew based on what he had done earlier this year. Think about the Saints game that. You didn't want him having the ball in the fourth quarter down a score or even down two scores. I mean, that's just what this guy's done, and it's not just this year, obviously. So I, I think they knew they were um, in a difficult situation to begin with because uh, Tom Brady in the fourth quarter with the ball in his hands, not anything you ever want, but when you go into it without your starting cornerback yeah. and Dante Jackson and J.C. Horn are effectively on IR – at that point, you kind of know that could go poorly for you, and it <laughs> did. So it's um, I, it's kind of interesting with all the subplots. And I know Josh Norman became an object of fascination <laughs> last week, but during the game, someone asked me on Twitter, they said something along the lines of, could it be worse if Josh Norman was out there instead of those other guys? The answer is yes. Yeah. It could have gotten worse. I mean, because Josh Norman – wasn't a fast guy when he's 25 and now he's 35 and he hasn't played in a year and he's practiced for two days and he is not physically ready to run downfield, whether it was with Mike Evans or anybody. So, yeah, I mean, it was just kind of a perfect storm yeah. between being shorthanded in the secondary and, and that guy you were playing against turning out to be pretty good in those situations. So let's, Kind of pull back a little bit and look at this big picture-wise in terms of Steve Wilkes and what they accomplished in the, what was it, 12 weeks of his head coaching ship. I think he took over their 1-4 and four when, they, uh, yeah. when he took over. Um, and they got to week 17 with the division on their racket. They win... In Tampa, and they had an 11-point lead in the fourth quarter, and then go ahead and win this week in New Orleans, and the division would be theirs. How do we process that? Uh, well, we process that is as Steve Wilkes did a hell of a job coaching this football team for 12, 13 weeks. That's how you process it. I mean, he took an unfortunate situation. I mean, no interim head coach has ever dealt a good hand of cards. He was dealt <laughs> a particularly bad one. Uh, because he had quarterbacks who didn't finish the season. One week into his tenure, they traded his best offensive player. He ended up making some staffing changes, and, and they're out there shorthanded, honestly. I mean, they don't have a full complement of assistant coaches on this staff right now, and all he did was drag that husk of a team to the brink of the playoffs, and I think it's pretty remarkable. And it's, you know, there are going to be a lot of questions about his status moving forward, and that'll be to be determined. They're going to have to go through a process anyway uh, based on the Rooney rule, but I, I think what Steve did was turn himself from somebody kind of, oh yeah, we'll talk to you too. You have to talk to Steve Wilkes for that job just because of the job he did and what he was able to do. I mean, it was very 
Um, you can say whatever you want about Steve, and I, I know there are probably some critics popping up lately saying, oh, he's too conservative. This is how you had to coach it to have a chance with this bunch of people. So I don't blame him in the least for coaching in a particular way because look around. I mean, put it this way. If he was the interim head coach and inherited Patrick Mahomes, do I think he would have thrown it more? I believe he would have, yes. But instead, he got Baker Mayfield and P.J. Walker and Sam Darnold and and Ben McAdoo and this odd lot of characters and not Christian McCaffrey. So he said, hey, what are we going to do? We're going to rely on offensive line. We're going to run it 40 times a game if we can and uh, make the best of it. And I I think that's the thing. Steve Wilkes reminds me of one of those cooking show contestants where he got the mystery basket of items, and his basket included Sam Darnold and Deontay Foreman, and go cook. And right. he kind of did. <laughs> Basically, we're, we are just making stew at this point. It's yeah. just very meat, very potatoes, and that's fine. Yes, like if they want yeah, to. I if- feel like Carl Weathers in Arrested Development. You got yourself a stew. <laughs> Um, I mean, if if they if anybody expected him to sling it around, a yeah, the, the, you mentioned the quarterback. Also, who's he slinging it to? Like, yeah. they really only had, in my opinion, one top notch reliable receiving target all year long. Everybody else was who's the other guy this week, and they never really Correct. had uh, a tight yeah. end target. So, I, like, I think I was I've been team Steve Wilkes. Since he sent Robbie Anderson, Robbie with a Y, back to the showers in his, I think it was game two. I have been. That's been that's been so long ago. I can't remember if it was Robbie with a Y or an IE that week. I believe it was. Well, no, it, he tried to make it IE. It's yeah. it's Robbie with a Y. At any um, rate, that's fine. We wish the best for Robbie. I, I absolutely do. All right, so the Jim Harbaugh thing. Now, according to the story. David Tepper and Jim Harbaugh met, talked about the job, but it wasn't an interview. Do they think that we're dumb? Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuta with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013-888-843-0013 or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Um, I mean, you talk to a lot of people during a job search. You talk, and and Jim Harbaugh talks to a lot of people during job searches, trying to hustle up his next raise. I mean, that's kind of the way the business goes. There are a lot of quote unquote conversations, right. and you know, I'm sure there are other conversations that may or may not get out there, depending on how badly the person's agent wants that contact to be reported. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I don't. I don't necessarily, I mean, I don't know how to characterize it. I think on its face, the idea, the theory of Jim Harbaugh is, yeah, okay. I mean, he's a proven NFL head coach. He's one with a very similar platform to what we were just discussing. Uh-huh. I mean, it was very defense first, very run oriented, very let's take care of the ball. And, you know, he took a 49ers team to the Super Bowl. So I, I think his credentials make it obvious. I mean, I, I think – 
more than anything else, after the Matt Rule era, you owe it to yourself, you owe it to your fans to do a thorough, comprehensive, and competent search. So you talk to everybody. And I think, you know, you talk to Jim Harbaugh and see what happens, and we'll see. I mean, I don't know where Jim Harbaugh is going to end up. I mean, is he going to end up in Denver or Indy or back at Michigan right. with a new contract? I mean, could it could be any of those, but I don't. I, I would hesitate to declare him a favorite or anything like that uh, in regards to this one. Yeah, the, you know, I've, I've, I, I keep saying I'm Team Steve Wilkes. If this whole thing shook out and Jim Harbaugh becomes the head coach, I think people forget because Jim is kind of a nut. They forget that he was a very good head coach with the San Francisco 49ers. So he, he basically and a Panthers legend and a Panthers legend. He was on the 2001 team. Oh, I didn't. Of even, course, you remember. I didn't remember that. Now, now even more reason. But he's more of a Colts legend than he is a uh, than he is a Panthers legend. Let me ask you about They're quarterback up. Darren Gamble. Yep. Um, Sam Darnold, I thought played pretty well during his run as the starter. Maybe not a lot of people saw that coming. Uh, out of nowhere. I liked what I saw from P.J. Walker for the most part, understanding who both players really are in the grand scheme of things, which is probably nothing more than a backup spot starter. So if you are the Panthers, do you go quarterback in the draft or do you maybe try to bring in another veteran who will be available like a Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, um, you know, the short cop-out answer to that is, depends on who who the next head coach is. I mean, that's going to drive the decision-making. So it's impossible to sit here on January the 4th, 5th? What day is this? I don't even know. I know it's 23, so I got that going for me. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I mean, without knowing who the head coach is, because I think that changes everything if you hire – Uh, some young offensive coordinator. He's going to have his own ideas about what offense is supposed to look like. So he may not think uh, Sam Darnold or Jimmy Garoppolo or somebody like that is a fit. If it's Steve Wilkes, he may think another way. If it's Jim Harbaugh, you know, I mean, these guys are all going to have their own philosophies, and whoever that spot is held by is going to dictate quarterback. But the one thing I'll tell you about Sam, and I think people have had a lot of sport with Sam over the years, uh, because of the way things went in New York and because of the way things went last year here. It, I wrote this story last week on Panthers.com. When you say Sam has been careful and Sam's been okay, it's really kind of a backhanded compliment. Over five weeks in the NFL, he's had he's a plus 100 passer rating quarterback. He's been better than... Okay. Now, do not get this confused with Darren Gann on January the whatever, 2023, said Sam Darnold's franchise. Yeah, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is Sam has exceeded the expectations. Now, were the expectations set at a pretty low place based on uh, past in New York and what happened last year? Maybe so. But Sam's actually been good the last five or six weeks. So, I mean, I, I think it – he has complicated things, and I, I think if there was ever a point where people were like, "Uh, Sam, no, yeah, just anybody, but I, I don't think we're at that point anymore. And depending on who the coach happens to be and how other things shake out, you know, they're not uh, in the prime position. It, it looks like the four on that draft pick is going to be nine. 
uh, even if they win this week. So miss me with the, they should be losing on purpose. Right. Uh, Because it's really not going to change based on win or loss because of their strength of schedule numbers and the way the NFL breaks ties for draft position. So um, nine is probably the floor. I don't know if nine is the place where you want to uh, acquire your next franchise quarterback. But at the same time, nine plus all the Christian McCaffrey stuff that they got from the 49ers, you suddenly have a flexibility depending on who the next coach is. If you want to move up to the top two or three spots in the first round, or if you wanted to, you know, get other things and draft someone else later. I mean, I think there are a lot of possibilities uh, in play, but again, everything's going to depend on who the guy pulling the trigger is. Ask the old guy, Panthers.com. Darren Gant, not even an old guy, but likes to portray himself as one. At Darren I'm Gant, I'm feeling pretty old right now. I'm not going to lie. A, I'm kind of beat up at the moment, my friend. A 17 and 18 <laughs> week season. All right, actually, I was uh, I had forgotten to ask this earlier, and this can be very quick if you want. Um, what have the guys said about what happened Monday night, as far as you can tell? Well, it, it's kind of interesting in talking to players, and, and my coworker Augusta Stone did a good job with a sensitive topic yesterday on Panthers.com. Here's my second plug of this segment. <laughs> but um, Augusta talked to a lot of these guys about their reaction, and the thing you realize is there is not a monolithic football thinks kind of reaction. I mean, right. everybody's got their own stuff. Someone's mother may have died of cardiac arrest. Someone might have played with him in college. Someone might have been in a locker room with him at a certain point. And all these guys carry their own perspectives into it. So as much as we want it to be a football thinks this about DeMar Hamlin, it's uh, Raheem and Deontay and Shaq and all these different guys. And P.J. Walker admitted yesterday he's going to think about demar hamlin every time he steps on a football field the rest of his life and so these human beings carry their own perspectives and their own past into this thing and and they process it differently so i i think the one you know obviously it's a terrible situation obviously everybody's scared as they can be for this kid's health but i think if there's anything encouraging it's that there has been a fairly human perspective emerge and that we did not immediately return to play. We're not as worried about when or if that game's going to be rescheduled. And that so many people have, have stepped up and, and made a difference in DeMar Hamlin's name. So I, I think I choose to be encouraged by the humanity of the week as much as I was shocked, scared, stunned. I mean, I, I'm just a guy who sits in the press box and has for a long time. But I was stuck sitting there watching that game on Monday night, yeah. and it was just startling it was frightening it was scary uh and it's everyone's nightmare when you walk into a situation because the worst thing you could imagine happening appeared to be happening unfortunately demar is apparently showing signs of progress and that's all anybody thinks of but it's a human thing i mean and every human being who experienced it's going to experience it all a bit differently no question about that i appreciate your time darren thank you man. yeah man anytime my friend we'll talk to you soon darren gant 
Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at The designery.com.